Hello everyone and welcome to A Talk With. If you haven't noticed, I've got a haircut and I'm with a guest. Introduce yourself. Uh, hi guys, uh, my name is Aidan O'Connor, uh, or as some people know me on YouTube as SC, um, or on Instagram as Type40 underscore cosplay, or on TikTok as Type40 cos98. And, you know, I do a few fan projects. I'm involved with a few fan projects, such as Fracture Timeline, Overton Audios, TT Productions, Instability Productions. And, you know, I have my own, you know, and as I said, I have my own TikTok where I do a couple of videos and I just can't do a bit of cosplay as well. So, yeah, wide variety. That's, uh, kind of the first thing I want to lead into. First thing first, how are you? Are you all right? Yeah, I'm grand. I just, uh, honestly, just, chill day it's very warm over here in ireland at the moment so i'm kind of uh trying to keep as cool as possible just got the window wide open but uh, the only problem is as, yeah i think it's i think it's the same over in england at the moment for people but uh mm. definitely like the only issue i have is that window's open and there's a concert literally five minutes down the road so if we start hearing any music then that makes sense <laughs> yeah um and the uh, first thing I want to talk to you about is, of course, your cosplay, uh, which I believe you dress up as Spider-Man and a few other characters, if, I, if I'm right, because I looked at your Instagram, of course, and I follow you on there. And it's a rather amazing cosplay, if I say so myself. What, what's it um, like owning a cosplay account on here? Um, it's, um, it's, it's interesting, because, like, you know, I kind of mix and match it a bit. Like, at, at, the, at the start, it was sort of just Doctor Who and all that stuff. Like, you know, I, I did a bit of David, you know, the 10th Doctor, the mm. 11th Doctor, uh, the 12th at one point. And I just sort of, it sort of just kind of fizzled out at, the, at some point, just because I really got into, I, you know, I, the, empathy, the sort of start of all it was I lost a lot of weight, and I just thought, I'll cosplay Spider-Man, and then it just went on from there. But a few other, you know, cosplays from that time, and now it's moved on to Batman, The Flash, and like I've, I'm really, I, I always try and up, upgrade, update them every time, and it's just, yeah, always, it's always improvement. It's like my cameras, like you know, I mean, I went, I've gone from a Canon 100D to a Sony A7 Mark mm. II because it's, it's those things in life, you know, you, you really, because it's nice to have it and. In a weird way, it's like kind of nice diary because you're able to like look back through it and just sit, be like, "Oh, I remember I was at that point." And yeah, and just... it's quite um, it's one of the wonders of social media. Of course, you get all the bad stuff alongside the wonders, but of course, you have like it can be used as a diary. And I think um, yeah, it's a great way of doing it um with cosplay. I think I, I follow quite a few cosplay accounts, and they're all amazing, and you included, of course. And um, no. yeah, I, I can imagine the reaction is. For the most part positive i mean i can't really imagine anyone having any you know negative yeah, reactions I mean, from it it's you know it's a it's a like uh, where i always i always implore you know and advise anyone if they want to get into cosplay go for it you know whatever you want to do because mm. i mean i i've been doing it now for the last oh it's in nearly 10 years now like i mean i remember the first one i did was for um the doctor who x uh, 50th celebrations i did like a mixed right. match of a was that the Excel 50 minute, uh, 50 minute anniversary? Yeah, the Excel. I was yeah, actually there. I was oh, there myself man. when I was, um, oh, I was 10 uh, back then. I was a wee young 10 year old um, and I went around dressed as Matt Smith. I'm actually on the um, uh, Doctor YouTube channel because they got um, kids dressed up as like the doctor to go on like the TARDIS set for free. 
and like yeah. they had to audition to be the next doctor and i'm actually in that video uh, yeah you just uh, kind of out, you just outed yourself there now mm -hmm. everyone is gonna i've got it in the playlist on my channel if anyone wants to see it um because it, yeah. it's quite difficult to find now because it's really in the early days of dotty uh the official youtube channel but um yeah, I mean, cosplay is a thing for everyone. It, it's it's a wonderful uh, genre of just uh, any franchise, really. Uh, well, not really genre, but genre of the, like, the fan base. I feel like uh, yeah, Doctor exactly. Who is brilliant for that, but also Spider-Man as well. God knows how many Spider-Man are. Oh, I mean, I can't, I can't lie, man. Like, the Doctor Who community has been, in the last couple of years, since, like, probably the 50, it was the begin like, real beginning of a lot mm. of it where it sort of exploded in the UK again. Like yeah. it's really like America is insane with it. Like Gallifrey One had an insane amount of cosplayers showing up to it with like Cybermen, the <laughs> Ood, because they're very they don't just focus on the doctors or companions. They focus on every part of that mm. thing. And now it's slowly coming over to the UK where everybody started doing those you'd have the three Cybermen group or you'd have people in, you know, Ice Warriors or even yeah. Silorians going to cons and it's like it's insane to see that build up because it's like the Marvel side Marvel side has oh, so many people I mean, yeah, especially like Spider-Man I mean God knows uh, I mean actually here's a question how many times have you been asked to do the pointing picture with people like the pointing meme how many times uh, at all of these conventions because I can I've, imagine I've been asked I'd say because obviously um, nothing's happened till like after what was I think about I think after COVID, but like I think in the last two two conventions I've been to, which was LFCC and one up in Dublin, I think it was probably a good couple of times. It's been mm. like you know I've just sort of the people would just come over to me and just sort of you know so it's mm -hmm. it's well over twenty at least because mm. and that's just and that's just from two conventions because I go I literally sometimes I don't even throw on the mask I just throw on the suit and I'm going around and everyone just looks and says. But he's got brown hair, he's got blue, you know, he's got brown hair, whatever features that Peter Parker has. And just like the beard is a bit of a weird one, but like they, they kind of, they'll look at you and go, oh, you're Spider-Man. And then I go, hey, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's, that's uh, I imagine that's a lot of part of the fun. It's not just going there dressed up, but also like um, talking to people and getting compliments from people based on your yeah. outfit. It must be wonderful. I mean, um, I've cosplayed a few times, but not. You know, yeah. on, like Spider Man, I, mean, I reckon. For me, it's for me, it's never about like you know any kind of clout or all that kind of mm. stuff. Because I, oh, I yeah. just, honest to God, I, I used to go when I used to go with the lads back in the day. It was always for the la for the laughs, like mm. it was just seeing you know, it. And you know, and also because I bought a lot of merchandise when I was younger. But like mm -hmm. nowadays, it's just because I go to see people who I'm friends with, you know, and just be like, hey, do you want to hang out and stuff? And we chill, you know. And if we get some photos on the side, it's like it's great. Yeah, and I mean, and I mean, it's kind of like. I say I I said all thing about clout now. I've just hit fucking over a thousand followers on Instagram, which is kind of weird for me to think because I'm just like, why? <laughs> I don't <laughs> understand this. I'm just I'm just here to have a laugh and just yeah know, yeah. Know. I think um that's the beauty of it really. I think um at the end of the day, I I always see Comic Con as you know like oh you can watch like someone dressed as Spider Man drinking a coffee or you could pass like Solid Snake <laughs> or a video game character and like the um pathways or you can like you can just see the most random characters walking across and like say hello to them and it's insane it's proper bonkers in the best possible way i i absolutely adore comic cons i've been to a lot of them this year and the, the end of last year 
because I used to go to more local ones before I started going to LFCC. And it started with MCM when I was on that panel with Jack Reeves and that lot. Oh, yeah. Um, and that kind of reignited my love for like huge comic cons. And after what happened at the beginning of this year, for me, it kind of, I kind of found the new like proper like love for them again. I, I started going to MCM, not really, that's not really, it's usually like MCM's the one you go for like the atmosphere, while LFCC yeah. is one for the, guests but it's also like both of them are atmosphere because i really enjoyed um lfcc yeah. uh all of them that i've been to this year yeah i mean I, I mean i remember seeing you at lfcc i didn't go up because i, mm. I didn't I, I don't know what happened it was just like i i guess i was going around i think i, I was going around with actually george guider and all them and i mm. had no idea what was going on so i kind <laughs> i was going from one place to the next and i was just like look i get the most out of today but <laughs> yeah and i mean yeah. i'll have to uh, see you another one surely I go oh yeah, I'll be going to MCM London this uh, this October anyway. So I'll I'm hoping to go. It. I have an uh, arrangement which might might involve another panel, maybe, but nothing's yep. confirmed yet. Nothing's confirmed yet, and uh, that's not related to Jack Reeves, at least. <laughs> no, yeah, it's like uh, it's not about you this time, Jack. To decide, mm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, oh no, like I mean, you can really you get a good vibe out of conventions. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Definitely the vibe I've heard from MCM is that it's mostly just a, a social, it's a real social gathering. Like, mm. if you want to just hang out with your mates for the day, just, like, chilling out the front in the kind of field area and stuff and just having a laugh, Yeah, do that. If you want to go inside to the guests or partake in any of the, like, you know, all the, you know, because they have activities in there and stuff, you know, mm. you can do yeah, that. And yeah. that's, great for the, that's great for the younger people going in there, especially kids, because mm. they're, they're new to this. And I have, younger relatives who are actually going to it now to see what it's like and i'm like you'll enjoy it you know it's different but you'll enjoy it you know? well it must be insane for kids going no just walking up and seeing all these different characters that they've seen on tv and movies it must feel very i mean I mean, I'll tell you what, I mean, I have a buddy who cosplays um, a lot of different characters like Moon Knight, Darth Vader and like me going up to him I just go up and go story by what's going on and he talk we talk away to each other like it's nothing you know because yeah. we're just like we know we know each other it's fine but yeah. when a kid goes up to you especially me with spider-man they just see the character they don't mm -hmm. see past like any especially a three or four year old that's because mm -hmm. today i had it with like there was a lot of three to five year olds who were there and they didn't see past the mask they just saw spider-man in of front course, of them of course I mean, uh, I was, was very much the same as a kid as well when I went to Dot 2 conventions and like a Silurian walked up to me. I mean, there's a picture of me and a Silurian out there and I'm just terrified. Yeah. And it was amazing. And like extremely excited and just terrified at the same time. But yeah, I'm going anyway, you were saying. No, oh, well, I mean, to be fair, I was, to add on what you were saying, I mean, imagine being a three to four, well, not three to four, but maybe even a six to seven year old in the 70s and just seeing tom Baker walk into your classroom because he didn't yeah. do that back in the day that would be insane i could just imagine like it'd be nowadays if like say like if honest to god if shooty gaswa walks walked into like a big event with a load of like doctor mm. fans i think especially younger fans it, it would just be insane and i'm just looking forward to seeing i mean how Russell, Russell's I, I was there that. at the um LFCC where Jody was at. I don't know if that's the one you were talking about. Oh, that's the, the that's the one I was at. I have the photo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and yeah. then I was there when um Jody walked out onto the stage and surprised everyone. And the sheer level of excitement because we, uh, I was with Jack Graves at the time, bringing it back to Jack. Uh, yeah. And uh, we both knew. We both knew they were only letting thirteen dots cosplayers in 
like on like yeah i saw it they're all they're all just kind of bunching Mm. them into each other and like we just knew jody's walking out there's no doubt uh but yeah um conventions generally one of my favorite um places to go now i feel like a lot of people love clubbing a lot of people love going out and you know going to pubs and everything but when i want uh, what i genuinely love doing more than any of that you're just hanging around with friends at Comic Cons. If I want to meet up with friends, it'll most likely be at a Comic Con rather than anywhere else. In terms yeah, of Doctor Who friends, at least mainly. Which I, are, mean, yeah. I mean, like I saw there, that, like in that photo, like your reference back, like two things that came to mind when, like, I was seeing that photo. A fair play to Jodie because she was she 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 was pre- she was already pregnant when she mm. was doing the con, and I'm just like fair play to her for get through the day. Oh, yeah. But secondly, it was lovely to see. You know, people I knew there, like, you know, obviously mm. yourself and Jack were in the crowd, but also Dom, you know, I was mm-hmm. just, I was just there, like, you know, Ollie were kind of, you know, everyone who, you know, it's like, I felt, it felt good seeing people being like, you know, happy in that moment where Jody just came out and was like, yeah, well, I'll get to, fe- yeah, I can't <laughs> do it, you're, I can't do an accent, you know, accent. <laughs> but it's like, but you know what I mean? You know, like, well, I'll get a photo together. And it's like, all right. Because <laughs> mm, like, um, yeah, I think, um, Comic cons this year have given me some of my happiest memories this year. Out of like oh, all the memories from this year, Comic cons will probably carry some of the happiest memories ever. I think um you know some some uh I've met Colin Baker at five conventions this year. Five. I I think he knows you by now. I think I so because he... at this point I just walk up and talk to him. We just have a general conversation because that's uh, I feel like a, a, a with uh, celebrities you don't have to get anything signed. You don't have to like. Yeah. do any of that you can just walk up and talk to them and they're really nice people i mean i just ask colin how his day is every time i see him now and we just talk about stuff it's the same with sophie aldred i've met her three times this year and with sophie aldred i actually um i've told the story in the uh mr tardis one but um i bumped into her after the comic con as well because she was walking towards the train station and i tripped over her luggage and i recognized the voice immediately because i wasn't looking where i was going and then I just uh, accidentally trip over a suitcase, and then I just hear her voice, and it's Sophie Aldred, and we just walk into the same train station, and she's on the opposite platform. I'm here, she's there. Her train's coming, and she just lets out the biggest wave, and I return, I return the wave as her train's coming, and it's genuinely one of the best moments of this year ever. What? I mean, why do I feel? Why do I feel like it would have been absolute? Like it would have been hilarious if you just if you just shouted like. Ace, just the way you tripped up. If you heard her voice and your mind just went straight to McCoy and was like, Ace, what are you doing here? That was, uh, uh, if I could do a McCoy voice, I would have done that. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, going on to uh, projects that you've uh, been working on and been doing, uh, as you said, you've been working with uh, Fracture Timeline Lot, Daniel and Anya. Uh, no. How's that been? Um, without, of course, spoiling their upcoming episode that I mentioned with Dan. Of course, but... because oh. because you know what it is. Dan Dan has, Dan has a derelict situated, a, a CG derelict situated right outside my window right now, just pointing a gun at me <laughs> like, he, don't worry. I, I can tell if he's watching right now, he knows he's got it piercing through <laughs> to me. <laughs> but um, yeah, I honest to God, like that. What I can say about the people involved before I go into any anything about like the story, like Dan and Anya are one of two of the most loveliest people I've oh, yeah, encountered yeah, yeah. in my life. Like uh, when I like I, the first time I met him was for filming, and the first the first thing me and Dan did like did when we met was just we just hugged. It was weird. It was like we were gonna go for a handshake. We went, 
yeah, we'll go for a hug. Why not? <laughs> but uh, it was a lovely, I remember that time was just, it was a lovely weekend, like, because it was, we had to really, because I could only be there for a certain amount of time. And fair play to Dan. He worked out a really good system of how to get everything done that we needed to do. And he's mentioned it in the podcast before. We literally had to get all my scenes done within nearly four days. And it was, it, for the short time it was, we made such a weirdly strong bond. Like, especially, like, because, you know, obviously I played Jordan, who's, mm. you know, Maggie's brother. And, and it's, and you know, it's kind of weird because it, it's weird in a sense of, I can't say anything, but I know people have an idea of what's going to happen to them, you know? Yeah. And it's, and I really, like, I try not to give too much away, but I try to be like, in my mind when I was doing it, I'm like, I, when I play these two different guys, like, if I ever, you know, when things happen, like, if I have to do it, I'm like, they can't be the same guy, you know? There has to be subtle differences, and you'll definitely see it when you watch the episode that, like, yeah. the Jordan that they meet is very, like, I... Dimension, judging by the title. <laughs> very, da- oh, what? Oh. Different dimensions, so I imagine quite different from oh the, yeah one it's, that Maggie knows. I mean, I mean oh. it's like um, I guess with you know obviously yourself with Dark Days, you get very different variants of characters and stuff, mm. and they're they're very much not the same. And it's it was interesting yeah. to do that. And when Dan when Dan initially approached me, I it's it's weird. I felt the weird sense of like honor because I was just kind of like this is this you know this is a role that's important because you know maggie is one of the central parts of the whole yeah, series yeah. and it really i mean I, I, um, I recently uh re-watched series one of fractured timeline and i must say those the three episodes are beautiful genuinely oh yeah some of the best fan films i've ever seen uh some of my personal favorites especially episode three i think that's my personal favorite of the bunch that one was yeah. it that one actually um it brought it to my eye especially the ending the ending of episode three, it was so, so beautiful. I mean, it's so well written. So just all three episodes and Maggie's arc, especially. I look forward to seeing how that continues, especially with Dimension, because, of course, you're playing her brother. And with <laughs> no, not spoiling series one, he obviously plays a very vital role. And it, it the way it handles what she's going through, it's very, um, it's strikingly relatable and i think it's very relatable to a lot of people and um of course i do want to have this talk with dan i do want to invite dan on here of course as well actually because they both they're both brilliant people yeah. they both do i mean they both i mean mate, they, they both got married i was like i i remember like honest to god i i nearly i was tearing up seeing him seeing him tied in that it was me- it was mental so was Connor <laughs> when he, he was talking about it the other day and how oh. Yeah, yeah the we... timeline has kind of followed them throughout their life because being the Irish doctor, they started, you know, and then yeah, it's kind I mean, of followed them up to this moment. We we kind of, yeah, we were, like, I remember when, like, we were all kind of talking about it and we went, it's weird, isn't it? Because, like, you know, because, mm-hmm. like, Chelsea was talking about the fact that she kind of pushed Dan to ask her out and then we were like, wait a minute, they were filming that, like, only a few months after being together and now they're <laughs> at this point and we just were like, mad man and it's just like mm. and it was strange we were all there and then i look you know like 
We're, you know, yeah. we're all a bit, of, we're all a bit teary eyed, and they look over, and like Chelsea's <laughs> nearly, like Chelsea's nearly balling her eyes out. And it's like, <laughs> it was a, like, you know, it was a lovely moment, and it was just great to when you know, obviously, when you go to the when we came out to greet them, like, because it's part of a wedding tradition, I guess, that you greet every guest that mm. came to the wedding. And I was just, I was just there, like, Dan, get Dan, on, give me a hug. It's, it's like, you made, you made it, you've done it, you know, it's your boss, Mr. and Mrs. Patton, <laughs> you know, it's, and it's, yeah, it's, it's lovely, you know, and especially on like, if you talk to, you know, if you talk to him by the scenes, it's just, yeah, it's, it's mental. I'm, I'm just so happy for him. And it's, it's lovely to just, be a part of their life you know it through something that just came out of nowhere you know and it's mm. i mean if it weren't for dan i wouldn't know connor i wouldn't know chelsea or anyone else you know it's mm. it's just it's a it's a privilege man and i just i'm so thankful to two of them for giving me any <laughs> anything you know yeah i mean they are they're two amazing people and uh although i haven't thought them as much um i had to get them on here of course uh i've uh uh, Dan also made the logo and some of the visuals for Techno, and um, he's he's always a joy to talk to. So is uh, oh, yeah. Anya. They're both they're both genuine like joys to talk to. They're always collaborative, always so incredibly nice. It's it's a privilege to know them, um, and I yeah. do hope to get them on here. Uh, that would be brilliant to talk I, to them on I here mean, about it all. Um, I mean, de- I mean, definitely, I can I can definitely say without a doubt, like Dan's. Like Dan's helped me out with a bit of my stuff as well as you know, obviously as well as yourself. And it's like the amount, like it's so nice. Like it's nice working with someone who's like, because I'll be honest, I've watched Dan's stuff for probably over the last like ten to eleven years. I've seen him from the beginning. I've mm-hmm. seen him from like the figure adventure days. Like the, I don't know if anyone remembers that, but Dan used to make uh, like a good bit of figure adventures. Like a lot of the because I used to be a part of that crew. They used to do. A lot mm. of that stop motion animation stuff. So when Dan, like you know, seeing Dan progress from that to where he is now is it's sort of nice. And you know, and when I was, I remember talking to him about it when we were filming that that time, like that time ago. And it was just, it's strange. Like it's it's weird looking back on it, but when you look back on it now, when you're looking, you know, at this moment, it's like it's a good progression. It's like you know, yeah. it's like myself, like where I came from, my. I've moved on. I've sort of moved on from the whole figure adventure thing. It's like, as much as I love them, they I love them because honestly, God, it's a great form of media, and oh, yeah, I know yeah, a great. Yeah. I, I know a great couple of lads who do them, but it's it's nice moving on to the fan film or audio stuff now because I feel like I'm getting into di- different mm-hmm. things, different and bigger things. Yeah, and yeah. See what happens with you know? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, figure adventures. I grew up on figure adventures as well. Really, I mean, I'm. I used to, I, I used to watch Batman Arc mainly. That was my go-to. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I remember. I remember a figure adventure they did called the Ten Doctors, and I was yeah. obsessed with it growing up. I was obsessed with like multi-doctor stuff. I think that kind of influenced Dark Days. All of well, it did influence Dark Days. All of my wild childhood ideas about multi-doctor stories, and like just yeah, um, all um, of that. The Eight, Do- the Eight Doctor series he did was insane mm. i honest to god like if i ever had to choose another time more-esque like story that's one of them because it's just mm. it's it was the build-up it was the build-up from what he did because he just was like i'm just gonna make this story it's not connected to any of big finish or anything it's just my interpretation of how the eighth yeah. doctor what how his story went and became the ninth doctor you know 
he did his own thing and it was it, it was a magnificent series i've got to say um yeah. moving on uh what would uh you are creating your own doctor right um yeah what can you uh, tell us the... about uh the future for you and your doctor and what project you're setting up and uh just general just yeah <laughs> All right, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, like the doctor I'm setting up is called the Burgundy Doctor. I'll give a bit. I'll actually give a story time to how that sort of happened, because you know, Cravat has a, a backstory. Iris has mm. a backstory. Purple has a backstory to how that name came. So, like Burgundy came from the fact that I used to go when I was you know younger college student. I used to go on a lot of nights out with a jacket and a burgundy top, mm-hmm. and you know, I'd be going. You know, I was in the club one night and I was with one of my, some of my buddies and I just looked down, like, I was, you know, I was there and I was looking down on my, my top and I just went, I could be the doctor in this, you know, I, I, it feels, weirdly in my mind, I just went, it feels sort of natural, you know, it feels like mm. a casual, like, very ninth doctor-esque type yeah. thing because I, I don't think a lot of people have done the Eccleston style, which is Minimalism. taking it back to minimalism yeah mm. so i just was thinking for a while in i think it was 2019 and then it just sort of delved deeper in 2020 when i started writing things and coming up with ideas mm. and then in 2021 you know obviously then that sort of catapulted then after i walked with dan because i saw how dan walked with you know worked with everything he and you know and i was thinking to myself i could do this I could, you know okay. i could attempt something like this myself and so eventually you- Focusing more on live action or audio? Sorry for interrupting. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, it's sort of originally it was meant to be because I can say it now, it's easy enough to do it. But uh, it, used, it was originally going to be a six part, um, six episode series, um, sort of similar to Patch of Time because I thought, all right, six episodes seems like a good number. But uh, I've decided to extend it to eight. But the reason for it will become clear because the first three episodes are now going to be audios. Mm. And the, but there will be a visual prequel and three visual mini swords to go along with the three episodes, to give an idea of what they would have looked like. Because I thought to myself, you know, a I don't want to like I I think I went a little too big with some of them that I think they'll work better in audio, and I think people will get a better reaction of yeah. them because you know I've seen Connor and say like TT do stuff where they can give you a massive extravagant thing and like yourself an extravagant build you know around sound and mm. everything like the way people hear things yeah and i just and be because it's the 60th anniversary next year when am i gonna have the time to finish everything else <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah but it's but it's it's been good it's been good building this doctor and just getting a story and lore like i've been working with some people on say cg models other mm. different designs redesigns of certain uh monsters like i think you might have seen one on like maybe the, the yes Discord. i did actually on the yeah oh, like, yeah uh, i mean i'll give a shout out to him and motion motion mm. uh motion idea he did a i won't lie there's a me and Con- connor connor chadwick can back me up with this there was a night where we were there with motion doing some 3d models of um certain things and we built we ended up building a whole lore around this for just <laughs> Uh, all like and I mean I, I can tease I tease a few things. I mean, um we you know we're gonna have obviously there's gonna be a companion, there'll be a few things happen. There's gonna be the Santarans in episode three and mm. I mean 
like I can definitely, I can definitely say this in some way. Like, I, it won't just be me as the doctor. Like, I do have plans for another yeah. doctor, and there's a lot of there's a lot of things to come up. But at the moment, I don't want to go too further and deeper oh, yeah, into yeah, yeah. because you know, once once the prequels out, I can start you know teasing things a bit more and mm. throwing them. Out, yeah, throwing I've out, uh, I've uh, worked in motion. Of course, we're all on the same Discord server, and we all know. Uh, each other on there and um they made the um uh, daleks for me as well they made a custom set of daleks they're making a custom set of cybermen uh you know all the monsters that kind of can be redesigned tailored towards techno and each doctor and i've got a whole plan for them might also create a few original daleks for retro and everything in all my other doctors um yeah uh, i i work with I mean, quite a lot they are i mean i've seen the uh, i've seen i've seen that edits that they did like i was i looked at it and i just thought to myself wow because <laughs> he just uh, they just like took like different like different photos and just put mm. them together edited a certain layer layers and stuff over them. i went this works it like mm. it could work it works as just like it builds a story just by what it is you know mm. i'll have to get them on here for sure that's definitely yeah, um, yeah i'm definitely gonna ask them but uh yeah uh also um Working with Connor uh, Overton, yeah, Overton the lovely Connor, <laughs> and also George, uh, well, Instability Productions. Uh, just wondering if you could tell us anything about uh, what's it like being involved with those two, and um, also any future collaborations and projects you can uh, tell t- t- tell us about. Of course, nothing that um, <laughs> obviously spoils what they're doing. Of course, only talk about what you can talk about. We don't want to uh, yeah. infringe on anyone else's content. That's hardly what we're doing. But yeah. True. Uh, so I'll, I'll explain, like, I'll kind of give a bit of backstory. So, like, I think it was around September last year, I sort of sent a message to Connor because we have been chatting and we just, you know, send funny videos to each other because we were all in a chat together for one of, you know, for dimension stuff. Mm. And me and Connor just got talking and I went, well, you know, man, I, I do a bit of writing there. Do you need any episode written for, uh, oh, hey there, Mr. Seven, he is gone. <laughs> in the corner there. Uh, lovely. But um, yeah, he you know he just went, oh, um, you know, there's this episode coming up. Would you like to write for that? And I went, great. And I wrote that, and then it sort of evolved into, you know, this thing of just you know, I kept writing for Connor. Like it just kept like it kept on going into the into the fall and into the spring, and like it's gone to a point now where I've written like a lot of scripts for him, mm. and it's just, and I have a list of things i've done and things i need to do and they're both starting to become level now with each other and it's like i don't know whether that's good or bad because either if it goes if the done list goes below it's good if the more list goes above i'm in danger (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's so nice to do like because funny enough a lot of my a lot of the stuff i voice for comes out first before anything i've written Mm -hmm. i think the first thing like i think I think the one of the first things I ri- I've written I've written is going to be coming out in I think is it September or October I don't know what it's at the end of this year anyway a lot of stuff I know a few things are written by me are going to be coming out at the end of the year yeah and it's definitely going to be interesting when those mm. appear like you know cause oh yeah oh that's ex- amazing oh yeah I'm excited for them. there's definitely some stuff for next year that I've written that it's that you know. And even beyond, I don't even know how far beyond, like, but it's just, it's lovely to actually be able to, you know, write this stuff and just be like, look, I don't know when this is coming out, 
but I, I, I'll be very surprised and happy when it does. You know, I mean, the, I think the stuff coming out. Definitely, um, uh, I was talking to Connor about a schedule in his one and how he schedulizes, well, schedules every audio he does. And it, it's got to be admired uh, how it's done. And um, yeah, I can imagine there are a lot of benefits like having that patience to wait for the final product to come out. Okay. With, with what I do, it's more like when it's done, it's done, release it like a day or yeah, two I mean, after because mine's more spaced out but having it all scheduled there there must be a lot of benefits especially for guest writers as well because yeah. i mean I've, i mean as, as someone who's had to like you know look through like what do you, you know how who's had to be given like some knowledge of when this stuff is coming out and understanding it it's like and having to do and applying it to my own kind of schedule for my mm-hmm. stuff it's just it was an insane it was insane i was like mate how how <laughs> and he's and he just keeps on me i'm just staying ahead it's just staying ahead of yourself and just making sure that you you have stuff in the pipeline ready to go and i'm just mm. like i need it's getting to that level i have to get to that level but he's just i i could definitely say like doing the voice work for him has been tremendous as well because he yeah. just he's so cooperative kind of like yeah. he, he really is that kind of guy who just like I could say, you know, I could pitch, like when you, you you could pitch something to him and it's like, yeah, we can walk around it or whatever. And then when it came, comes to voicing, like you can give, I, I like to give variations on some, sometimes when I do the voice, like I did one, one at one point, like I, I, I do a lot of, you know, I could do a bit of this voice or I could do a bit of an American voice, like what I did for Torchwood Reverse, where I voiced mm-hmm. an American, but you know they're not they're not great i'm still perfecting all my learning and everything but yeah, you know man. it's really it's really pushed me forward and mm. you know just you know i just being involved in any of the projects that he's doing yeah. i think i'm voice awesome. acting in particular it, it's a world i'm getting into myself as of recent i mean it's been it's been a challenge of course uh, i've i've worked on scarlet lust um i was uh, yeah, on, like, I've listened uh to somehow, very good man mm-hmm uh, and that was more just my own voice, but kind of amplified a bit, you know, kind of, uh, I added more like a, a kind of more posh, you know, yeah. a little bit more posh. A bit, um, bit more, a bit more, more pronounced. You sound a bit more, it's, you know, yeah. I, I always think to myself, Aiden, you have to sound up yourself. Sound and like then, you, you, you sound like you're better than everyone else. And then for, um, for, uh, uh, I've done a few more voice roles recently. Uh, I've voiced a few monsters, um, which was very fun. Uh, I've been offered the role of a master and of the master and something. And uh, at first, it was just uh, five minutes of just me going insane. Then they wanted more. They they want more of a, a posh McQueen master, more of a you know a kind of camp kind of you know uh, like he's kind of like chaos killer, but more you know more upper class yeah. slash posh slash politician esque. Less than the, uh, less than the, um, you know, the creepy, more menacing masters, more yeah. gravelly, more, you know, more. I can't really do it now. My voice, my vocal, my vocal cords are destroyed at the moment. But it, it more of the like the less manic, more sim crispy masters, more, yeah. uh, you know, constantly more, 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 more calm, Delgado type of thing. Yes, more, more calm, yeah. collected, more. More, more of a, more of a uh, voice oh, that man. sounds very similar to this, as in, Doctor, yeah. I've been expecting you, yes. My dear Doctor, 
Uh, you have been ever so naive, my dear, dear doctor. A new body at last. Something at more. Last. At last. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, you know, it is as much as fun as it is playing the doctor, it's it's weird to actually be able to play the, like, you know, if you, you know, trying to do the master to differentiate, it's, it's mm. kind of weird and it's fun because you get to play around with that. Yeah. You can be, be manic or you can be passionate and, up, you know, uptight about it. Like, just be, well, I was expecting you or then it's like, oh, I'm going to kill you, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you can, like, uh, uh, and, like, with the doctor as well, actually, you can be, like, you can be really bombastic. You can be running. You can be, like, uh, really, like, a, like a tenant. Well, yeah, well, well, you know, yes, yes. Or you yeah. can be, like, a really well, like yeah. darker doctor. Like, um... Uh, more Capaldi-esque, like real focus, just complete focus all the time. Just you know, just con- and, and it's more like you know, more more deeper, more more yourself than a more bombastic version. It's more yeah. I mean, you know, just, I mean with the doctor, yeah, I mean with just a bit like that, just a bit, you know, more focus. Yeah, yeah. You you we we we, we tend to a bit of a vocal uh, manipulation. I think James Sutton can agree with me yet. Mm. It's really just pushing your voice down to the lowest you can go, and then just yeah. But then Peter Capaldi is just manic out there, and then it's all over the place, and mm. then you just get to Tom Baker, where you sound a bit more <laughs> like this, a bit more. It's like I'm a bohemian and I wear a scarf. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then. Um, Voicing a creature as well or a monster can be quite fun. I quite like, I quite, whenever I'm voicing a creature, I quite like to add um, a bit of gravel to it, like a bit of a, depending on the creature I'm playing, of course, because of course you have really high pitched creatures and you have really low pitched creatures and you have really um, kind of gravelly creatures, more, more gravel to it, more something like that. That's Kind of similar to what I did to my master voice, actually, for a bit. Once I really lost it, halfway through yeah. the test record, I really just went proper bonkers and started laughing and running around and delivering the lines like yes. I was proper insane, which, to be fair, in that moment, I probably was. Um, I, I mean, I mean, as long as you don't go into one where it's like, you, you start to sound like a Sesame Street character. I mean, I did one where I just went straight to, Hi, everybody, I'm Elmo. How are you? What's going on? Mm. That's a, it's an interesting world to be a part of, the world of voice acting. Because, of course, you have amazing voice actors to work with, like Chris Walker-Thompson, Ali Torre, yourself. Yeah. I, I Wink Taylor. Oh, I've worked with so uh, many. Ali is insane. Like, Adi, like I've mm. heard, like, obviously, the more recent stuff, I guess I can say, for, like, what she did for the Transcending Time episode, mm. for example. I, like... I I listened to that early because you know it was I think I don't know where I heard it early but I was just listening to a performance and I went Christ Alia you were like that's mm. you know I like giving her the intense character pieces I am um, when she worked with yeah. me I mean um I gave her twenty minutes of just her talking as Missy it was like what if Missy owned a podcast and I gave her the chance to go as bonkers as humanly possible and she delivered. And then I had her one as like um, a really in-depth character explosion into Susan. And I won't spoil the twist, but then there's like one whole minute of pure unfiltered anger as her as like adult Susan. And she did it all in just the best take possible. 
And she did it all in one take. No breaks during that one minute of just like a paragraph of dialogue. And like she went, she really went for it. She channeled the emotion. And that's what I, it's one of the best things about voice acting and acting is really getting the chance to channel those emotions and inject them into your voice or your performances and your moving performance or your voice performance or your facial expressions which is why I really love doing both. I've really kind of ventured into both worlds now, which of course, yeah, I mean, before I did a while back. Yeah, I mean, I've, I mean, I've, I won't, I won't lie to you, man. I've like, I've been doing voice acting for years. It's mm. just been like very, like I used to do it obviously for figure adventures because that's all just moving figures, you know, like it's literally just like, I'll get one there for you. Where is he? Dave, where's Dave? There's Dave. So, you <laughs> oh, know, there's Dave. I've got quite a few Daleks here. I mean, they, uh, yeah. Oh, Mate, I've got a whole mate. I've got literally one back there, one over there, all over here. It's uh, so I'll show you my favorites because I've got quite a few favorites. Uh, got them here. Ah, don't want that falling over. Almost lost an imperial there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, we don't. They, they never lose an imperial. They are. They are rare. They are very uh, rare. <laughs> but yeah. So um, the first Dalek I want to show is uh, this one, which is. Uh, Ooh, quite a nice one. Nice. I've also got uh, this one. These are two of the big ones. Now, this one, well, it has a bro, it has the ears pushed in, but this one has a very tragic backstory behind it because I brought it out at a convention. Uh, basically, it was um, a mother selling uh, the toys of her son that she lost. Oh, and so this has a lot of uh, a lot of story behind wait. it. It's yeah, got a lot of weight, wait. and I've taken great care of it, and I taken very much great care of it uh i it's, think I you know, it's, it's it it's a great it's a great thing to do that for someone to like you know you're you're lit you're giving this static another life you know what i mean and mm-hmm. isn't it like i always feel like with a toy like you know when a kid plays with it mm-hmm. that's one part of its journey and then when it goes on to something else it's mm-hmm. that's you know basically the plot of toy story really <laughs> oh yeah this and, uh, <laughs> like, and this one i got a convention but i find it very cool i love this one Oh, the custom and, uh, ones are the best, honestly. The other two are probably the most unique that I have because I've shown these off uh, on my channel and I've shown these off in the Jack Reeves one, but um, I have this one. Oh, I've seen that, yeah. Is, the Doctor Who Knight. Yeah. yeah, Captain Jimmy Pie, and, of course, this one, which is... Oh. This is the CBBC Ident one from the early 2000s, 2010s. Yeah. Uh, and I, I specifically uh, asked for this one if he could make it, and he did. And it's been used as my intro for some of my videos for a while. I mean, um, all my dialects kind of have a backstory behind them. A few of them do. Um, but the best backstory, actually, is, uh, is actually these, which is uh, these two Cybermen. Uh, because um, this one... I brought her the Doctor exhibition back in 2006. And it was actually oh. a choice between this one and that one. And it's another great thing at Comic-Cons um, because I recently found this one at LFCC and I instantly oh. brought it because finally, after God knows how long at this point, I managed to get a hold of this one. And they both talk and stuff, but this one's kind of all muffled now. So it's not one that one doesn't uh, have I love, I love the product enterprise stuff. Like They are the... Mm. Like, from like I look at the TV movie ones and the TV show ones mm. and I'm like, 
I would love to own them one day because they were like the original 12 inch Dalek figures and everything, you know? Yeah, this one, this, this Dalek has the most emotional, most heartbreaking backstory, but I've given, I've tried to give it the best life I can. I always keep it on my shelf in good condition. Uh, never really bring it off my shelf, but always kind of happy that it's there and always trying to respect yeah. it and respect um, its legacy. But um, then these two Cybermen have a huge, this one was a huge part of my childhood. So getting the silver one as well was, it was amazing. But uh, yeah, so uh, those are no, that's my uh, Dalek and Cyberman collection, really. Well, I've got like around 30 more up there possibly yeah i mean i've got like i mean i've got i've got a few behind me like i've got the the one the best one the favorite from my a few favorites from my collection are definitely the mm. the planet supreme the supreme from remembrance of the daleks mm. and a lot of the imperials like i just i can't get over how good they are and mm. it's just even the genesis stuff like i just right. i go i love the i just love i love the 70s to 80s look for like mm. some of them because they just I love the grunge. I don't know what it is, but they just that yeah. grungy look for the Daleks. Just I love it. The silver one is lovely. I love the silver stuff. But I'm like, it needs a bit of grunge for me. Mm, I like, I, I, like I kind of like the tank look to them because it makes them look like weapons. It makes them look like yeah. look red for war. Kind of wish um I I love the bronze. I love the bronze Daleks, but that renegade scheme on a bronze Dalek would look incredible. I think it oh, would be. I made him. I made him. I did one years ago, and he just mm-hmm. literally he took uh, a screenshot from Derelict, I think it was, where it comes out of the lift, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Mate, how?" Because it just had the gray, like gray and black tint over it, and I went, "Why?" It's a. I, it makes me think, why doesn't the new series do this? Because literally, there was obviously Time Fracture. We've all been there. Like mm-hmm. they have the blue. They had the blue and silver one in there, and I was thinking, yeah. It works alongside the bronze, you know. All it would take of... would be a change in color scheme, and it would refresh them for the show. I mean, it's it's yeah. essentially the perfect casing. It's 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 perfect in how it's designed. It just needs a different color scheme. That's all. Yeah, I mean, that's, and I, and that's I love the, the paradigm Daleks. I really wish they'd bring them back. But in general, like that, like, I wish they'd change. Well, like Rory, that's what they did for. That what was it for? Sorry, no, someone's um, well, for I guess for like. Even the sorry, no, someone's playing music outside, but uh, I can't hear it. Um, but it like in the in the seventies to the eighties, like a lot of them were the same props that were just mm. changed and adapted, and they literally just yeah. were like, yeah, we're gonna give them a new color scheme, put a, you know, mm. we're gonna put dots on the eyes, or we're gonna put different slats on them and everything, because you know I've, I've looked into this design because. I think in, at one point in our lives, we've all wanted to build a derelict, so we know the intricacies of it all. Yeah. But I'm just like. I love I love looking at that history because there's like I don't know if you've ever seen him. It's like Derek one four one two something. Mm. He's on YouTube and it goes into the history and the behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm looking at that. Like, I I love that. I'm fascinated, like yourself, by that like that like look of behind the scenes of all how they did things mm. back then and how they had to organize this or get a prop to location. And it's like this mm. is it, you know. We're 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 that type of people now. We're we're having to do that stuff now, and it's just we don't know how they were able to do it in the sixties. <laughs> then, hmm. you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, um, I um, I've always wanted a life-size Dalek ever since I was what six, seven, uh, and they like had the Doctor Adventures comics, and in each Doctor Adventures comics, they they'd often have this competition 
in which you could run win a life-size Dalek. And I would yep. do anything to win the competition. Never did. And I still hold that grudge to this day. I really wanted that. They'd like you know it's you know what's funny. Yeah. I do I, 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 I won't reveal who it is, but I do know somebody who might who might have won the competi- who won one of the competitions. And I just uh, went when they, when they told now. me I, I just went, mate. Oh, how it is one of the like it's mental. They're like, my worst I... enemy now. They are. <laughs> I want. I, I want that Dalek. I'm I deserve that Dalek. I put in the work. I cut out all those. <laughs> I I coloured oh. in that Dalek for that competition when you had to like give it a different colour. And uh, yeah, I I put I put the work in for that Dalek. I deserve it. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, if you want, just go to the Who shop and just nick one. <laughs> they did it back in the six. Look, they did it like they did it in the seventies during Planet of the, of the Daleks, and it works. You know, like, <laughs> uh, oh man, that story was nuts. They nicked like the top and the bottom of yeah. the two Daleks, and Terry Nation was just like, "Oh, um, just take the two, take the two, like the bottom and the top that didn't get stolen, and just do so, do whatever you want with them." <laughs> mm. uh, but yeah, but, uh, I've always wanted a life size Dalek. It's been a dream of mine since I was that that young. And like they also did a competition for like I think it was a Sycorax helmet, which was pretty cool. And, like there was also yeah. a few other creatures as well. Uh, like they were just selling props via competitions, and I kind of respect them. I mean, I mean, I mean, if I if I had to big anyone up now, I mean, it would be James Sutton. Like, oh, yeah. like who, like the man, the man makes so many props. Man, like my god. Like him and his crew are insane. Like their attention to detail on everything is just I mean, immaculate. I do to get him on here. I've, I've, as you know, we talk all the time on Discord, all of us in our group. Yeah. It, it'd be nice to get him on here. I mean, I'm, I'm mostly jealous of his Alan Jackson statue from the Sarah Jane Adventures that they have in their um they have in their shop. They actually got it and restored it. I'm very very jealous of that because that's a <laughs> it's a cool yeah, statue I... to have. I, that, that's I remember a part of my said, right I remember when he sent the photo to us, and we just went, "Why?" And he just went, "Because why not?" And we just, yeah. we were just like, "Fair enough, fair the enough." Bubble <laughs> drink he, the bubble shock drink he has as well. I feel like I'm fixating more on the Sarah Jane Adventures props than the Doctor Who ones because Sarah Jane Adventures was so good, just so good. Oh, I best, mean, best. I mean, mate, Sarah what was it? Um, thirteen or was it thirteen Batman Road is where Sarah Jane is. So. <laughs> I've always yeah, wanted to visit. I want to go visit it. Yeah, I mean, I would say just walk past, just don't go in because I, I, I'd say be very careful going in because mm. I'd say the the owners would just be like, "Hi, random person on my my driveway." <laughs> they get it a lot. I've seen. I've seen a lot of people going onto their driveway and taking a picture. I imagine they're used to it by now. Uh, people dressed up as David Tennant or even Sarah Jane or Clyde and just walking up like. I mean, um, yeah, it. it I've always wanted to visit just to get a picture out there, have a look. Uh, I mean, I'd get, I mean, I mean, honestly, if I can get my, if I went over, I'd literally drag myself or Gaitra and all the boys up there, dude. <laughs> you know, just. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, uh, I, uh, I would definitely go visit one day, and I do fully intend to. Uh, I'd love to go film a Doctor location. Thinking about it, because like, for, if, I, I, I haven't seen that many fan films that actually film. Like imagine if you were to go to like where they filmed Scarrow for Destiny of the Daleks, because that's a location, or where they filmed the Centauran experiment, or just go around Cardiff for Torchwood live action. Yeah, I mean you could definitely like for I know in like for me whenever I go over to London, 
uh, like I am planning on filming an episode in London and I'm just like thinking to myself, definitely go, I, I'm definitely going to some locations that I can feasibly put in the episode because mm. I'm like, it'd be nice for a callback. It'd be nice to sort of just mm. have that shot in there and somewhere. If you're ever filming you know? a Dalek story in London, you should uh, go just, to let uh, it know the remembrance I guess, stuff. A bit, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you first for a second there, but um. Oh yeah, no, I was just I was just saying how I'd like to go to London and film mm. like some locations and stuff, and actually like just have them in there, just to implement them and stuff. And yeah, I mean, if it's I a mean, Dalek stories, you go to the Remembrance places because they film oh, on the yeah, street oh. of the Daleks walking around. Well, not walking around, but you know. I mean, like, really. I love the the resurrection one would be insane just to go to that Dockland area and just be like, oh, I've got to see go this. There. You see there, lads? See where we are? But even like the um going to the BFI because I go to all the BFI events. That uh, they filmed scenes from Frontier and Space, uh, I believe. Oh, the, like is that the stairs or yeah, the stairs, the stairs. Yeah, uh, so I'm like gonna. Here you know, it is. I'm gonna put a message into guide to into guide in the chat tonight because um. Basically, George, George, and George is going to be involved in episode four. I can't mm. say as what for the moment, but I was like, George, you want to be involved in this? And he just went, Yeah, why not? So we're just we're just we're starting out how to film with it now, and it's it's not an instability thing, but it's mm. it's to do with you know my series. But yeah, it should be interesting, you know. Cool. So um, I mean, talking to George because we were, you know, he mentioned George. Uh, uh, what's I know you uh, without spoiling content, of course, for George. But yes. uh, you mentioned you're working with uh, instability. Is there anything you can say about that, or is that strictly? Um, I mean, I mean, like, well, the good, well, the good news is I've gotten the all clear on it. But uh, I'm, I'm also playing a doctor on uh, instability. So you know, I've, um, I'm like Thanos. I'm just collecting across my infinity mm-hmm. gauntlet of doctors or characters. But mm-hmm. uh, I am. Um, yeah, I'm uh, going to be uh, Doctor Who, one of the yeah. Doctor Who's. You know, you know. Obviously, there's uh, there's a few there. I can't. I don't. I don't want to name any of them because I don't know which. Like I know there's there's George. There's obviously Jed. Jed's involved. So you know, it's them too. And it, I'll be honest, working with them is insane. Jed's output is nearly the same. On is near enough on the same level. On the same level, or even more so than Connor's because he just. I know. He, he's, I mean. The fact that Jed writes incredibly quickly. I mean, genuinely. Yeah, the man's, the, man, mate, the guy's got a degree in this stuff. He's, the man's he's, he's mad, set. though, even for a person with a degree. He is completely <laughs> mad. Like, ingenious. Completely ingenious. I mean, I love his stuff. It's insane. I, I, there's a reason I keep going back to work with him. is because he's a, well, he's a good mate, and he's an incredible writer. Yeah. I, think, I mean, it's, I mean, he's just released his uh, whole Nexus Point stuff, yeah. and like, obviously, he's trying to work with some Star Trek things at the moment. And yeah. like, mate, your output is a lot. Like, you are going, like, you are going at a fast pace that I can't even see. You know, I mean, it, it's genuinely insane. And props to Jed. I mean, his stuff is really out there, really bombastic, and it's genuinely incredible. It, it's it, like, um, I, I, I wouldn't, because me and him, we work on Endgame quite a lot. Uh, I'm get he's helping with a fan film that I'm working on, because uh, yeah. you know there is no. I feel like he, his writing is genuinely some of the best I've ever seen, from, well, just in general. Really, I really enjoy working yeah. with him, and there's no I better mean, person I trust with uh, 
Endgame and him. I think he's. I mean, the, I mean, no word of a lie. The man's a veteran. The man's a veteran of oh, this yeah. community. I've like, had him he's... on the show. It's, it's, it, it was incredible talking to him and, and figuring yeah. out his process. I mean, when he talked to me about the different errors of everything and just, you know, talk, like, because we talked on my one a couple of months ago. I have to release that. I have to get that out at some point. But, uh, <laughs> like, it was lovely. Like, because he said the same thing that he said to you, to me, that he said to you, that it, this is a. You know, it's a very, you can really see when you look at it from an outside perspective, how many errors there were yeah, or are yeah. now in the community. I mean, we're in a very new era right now. I mean, Rory, I won't lie. Like, there's stuff with obviously you, with me, with many other people like, you know, a- like Eamon or, you know, mm. I guess, I guess, George, I guess you could say George as well. Like, that's coming out. That is, it's sort of the new age. It's a new yeah, age yeah. that are happening and it's, it's wonderful. And I mean, obviously you got Torch with 2000 with their projects, like Memories Are Forever. And it's, you yeah, know. I recently rewatched um, uh, some of their stuff and it holds up. It's genuinely phenomenal. I, I absolutely love their stuff. And I mean, I must say, Jax, this is my favorite character from that. He is, I'm hoping to get <laughs> a ribbon on the show, I have asked. Um, and I really hope to talk to him because that'd be, I've, I've, I have met him at LFCC actually. And he, he's a delightful person to talk to. And of course, I'd love yes. to obviously other people involved in it as well because it's so well put together. Mm. It's it is it's just incredible that that set of fan films. I look forward to the rest of Memories of Forever because Chapter One was blew my mind. Oh, was, the amount of work put into that is just incredible. Like from what I saw, what I looked at behind the scenes, because he put out a blog recently, and I just went, "Oh my god, <laughs> how!" Like I I looked at that and I went. I feel like I can do this, but it is, it's also like, how do, did they do this? You know? And it's, and it's like, it's incredible stuff. Really? Just yeah. perfect. Like, oh yeah. And I mean, like, I mean, it's honestly incredible working with everyone. Like, I mean, mm. we like, I mean, trailing back to, you know, moving like back to George, like working with George and instability. It's, it's lovely seeing this difference here with like, with George, like, cause I think, mm. George asked, well, I remember when George asked me about this stuff, wanted to be involved, and I just went, mate, I'm up for anything, like, because it's just, you know, it le- allows me to do a different type of yeah situation, different doctor, different type of thing, like, and, like, I watched George, you know, I remember last year, I watched George's, you know, mini-sode with himself, Jed and Casey, and that was lovely, like, because Katie's a bundle of joy, from what I've, oh, yeah. from the from the brief conversations I've had with Katie, she's a bundle of joy, and that's she's pretty brilliant. much all you need, you know, and, and I mean, Jed, Jed is Jed, you know, brilliant, and George is just wonderful, and I mean, like, the amount of work like behind the scenes that I can't say at the moment, but the amount of work going into this whole thing is insane. I can't even describe it. Like, cause it's just, cause you know, when it's Jed involved, it's insane. Cause you just, oh, yeah. you can't explain it because it's intricate. There's a lot of layers to these things. And the, the stuff that he wants, that he's looking for me to do with divine is very different to what I want to do with Burgundy, for example, for example, like I, I can get, I'll give it on the characteristics. Like, Burgundy is very much like me. So what you're talking to now is sort of like, this is me, but imagine a more exaggerated version of myself. It's sort mm-hmm. of like how a lot of the lads, like say maybe, I'll say like maybe Dan, I guess Dom, or um, what else would I say on the list? Like, I, I wouldn't say George, because George has two, George has two doctors, so he's able to fluctuate <laughs> parts of himself. But it's, you know, 
it's that thing of exaggerating yourself to a point of, you know, becoming the doctor. I mean, Pertree did that. They they told yeah. him to just play it as John Pertree, and he just went, okay, I've just got to play it as myself, but a bit more out there, outlandish. And I think um, it's definitely the same with me and Techno as well. I mean, Techno, essentially, what it is, it's just me on a bad day. That's, that's what it is. It's yeah. just exaggerated. And, and even me on a good day, I mean, for, for the happy scenes. Uh, but, like, for the most part, it's just, it's based... A lot of what's happening with techno in the film and Magnanis arc as a whole is me injecting some of what's happened to me this year because that's when I came up with techno and it's just injecting that kind of having your life changed by something so monumental Mm. that you kind of, uh, you know, in his his post-generation, I don't want to get too much into it because I'll end up rambling. Yeah, don't spoil, don't spoil it. uh, Yeah. He, he goes through a lot and it's very much an yeah. exaggerated version of me whether it be on a good day or a bad day mainly yeah. bad days for techno unfortunately. I mean with, like, with, with Burgundy Burgundy is like I, I sort of put him as he's a mix of things and it's very much mm. like as you said like I like me I've had stuff happen to me in the last two years that is just it's been good it's been bad and I've just tried to inject a lot of that like you you're doing with techno into the character we take these moments from our life and we use them as fuel to what we do and our you know we do ourselves and I mean with what Jed want like when Jed and George approached me for like doing Divine they really gave me a, a diff like it was nice to see a different edge to a character like because they're like he's not like Burgundy he's more he's mm. got certain things that happen here and here and we really wanted to develop it. He was, you know, and when George, George originally said he was just going to be a past doctor, and I went, mate, that's a brick. Like, that, I honestly appreciate that so much to be able to breathe life into this incarnation, give him, some, give him a real, like, difference. Because the way I play Burgundy is very similar to, say, I guess, 12, like a bit of 12, a bit of 10, and a bit of maybe 9, and a bit of 8. With, with like, like, with Divine, you're going to see a lot of, I guess one and seven. I really like. I really went to McCoy when I was re when I was looking into this when they were telling me about this doctor, and I was like, I really want to be like. I really want to feel how McCoy was doing it back in eighteen eighty eight and eighty nine because he had a certain flair when he get into his darker moments, especially mm. on big finish. I could. I mean, yeah, they really for hours. His darkness yeah. and what they did with his character. That's for yeah. sure. I mean, that's what McCoy wanted to do when he carried on. I mean, um, if he if he did, and I'm yeah. sorry if I'm a bit distracted. Everyone is commenting Absorbaloff on Twitter for no reason. No, but Everyone, I, I feel like we're on the cusp of another of another mad like Twitter thing that goes on about. It'll be a mad trend about the Absorbaloff being the godsend that was, you know, Baby Yoda. <laughs> I mean, or... literally everyone is just posting the word Absorbaloff or just Absorbaloff stuff. This is my time. This is this is my time. Finally, this is this is your here. time. You've you've arrived in your time, Rory. Oh my god! This is the revolution. Finally, people are there, people are praising the Absorbaloff. This is what I've been waiting for. You are you are Korg right now. You know, it's like <laughs> the revolution has begun. <laughs> but um, uh, but like honestly, in the audios, like I remember I listened to a clip um, where you know this woman. I think it was this thing was happening with the doctor, and the, this woman was going. Doctor, pity me. Yes, and then Afterlife. McCoy, McCoy the looks there and goes, "One of the best performances ever, ever." Oh, that is when I listened to that. I just went, "If I like, because 
when they I remember when they were talking to me, they were like, We need, you know, what do you want to do? And then when I listen I listened to that clip a few days there, I went, Yep, that's that's what I want to do. That is like part of that is what I want to do. Like that mm-hmm. is dead set. Like I remember I did the voice for George and Jed and they went, That's it, we're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's fun, man. It's it's weird being two doctors because I know like yeah, I don't think I don't know if any of the other lads have done it. I know obviously Dom does the actors like like five different doctors at this point. He is Wait, like which, which person? George Gadera. Yeah, he, George. George has George is literally like George he is, is so so many doctors. The man's the man's got his infinity, infinity gauntlet ready. Like he's ready to wipe. I, mean, out I even did an episode. Well, Jed did. He wrote it and edited it actually. But um, oh, I listened to that one. Yeah, we surpassed so new faces. Apart from the Endgame saga, and George had to perform all of his doctors, and he did it brilliantly. Like all of them were different, and you know, it's just genuinely just amazing how he manages all of them. I mean, I know Dom does as well. I know I feel like he has two doctors. Because I, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, well, I I mean, to be fair, I can actually uh, like remember. I remember when like Dom like if you do you remember the fan film Doctor Who Generations from a couple of years ago? Yes. Yeah, Dom had it. Dom had a doctor in that. I that was his, back. Yeah, that's the one. I think I think that was the one I was talking about because he had. Yeah. yeah, he has two, two doctors. That one and the purple, I think. And I think I'm not sure yeah. if he has and any I mean, more. I'll have to ask him. Yeah, they're they're very they're very like it's it's interesting seeing that because I I asked Dom about it and he just went yeah that was sort of the the prototype purple in a way like there are parts of that and it was called the chaotic doctor i think that was it yeah the chaotic doctor yeah and that was and a reference sort of like, sonic knuckles chaotics um, yeah i mean i mean to be fair like you know there's imagine imagine that like imagine there was a chaos doctor to be a chaotic doctor the chaos doctor <laughs> should be, mm-hmm. be like all the chaos it's all happening now it's all <laughs> over the chaos. Yeah. Mm. but um but i mean it's yeah, it's. I mean, what he's done with the architect, for example, is impressive. Oh, the architect, like, one of my favorite characters to write for. That one. I mean, uh, uh, he's in a uh, Endgame quite a lot, and I genuinely, a lot. I love playing around with the architect and the concept behind him. I mean, having. Um, I mean, Endgame gets very meta eventually. Won't spoil any of that. But having the architect, he's like he knows he's a plot device. The, the, the man yeah. is so self-aware. He just knows what his purpose is. And uh, I loved for Endgame just leaving him in like blind, leaving him in the dark, because he doesn't know the ending. He doesn't know how it's going to play out. So yeah. he has it's, to get involved. It's like, you, you know, it's, it's like if, being, if, if you're on, say, you're reading a book and you can't see the pages ahead or you're mm. on a YouTube video and you can't skip ahead. There's exactly. moments where, where you're on YouTube and it's like, you know, it's, he's watching. It's like watching a YouTube video on a prem on premiere mode mm. so we can only see it as it's yeah. coming up i think I'm, I, t- I told this to um connor on his one but um there uh, there are there uh, with endgame it's always restrictions of what you can do with other people's characters of course because if you're collaborating with someone you're writing them for your channel you can't exactly kill them off and then not bring them back because if you don't bring them back that's gonna what will they have lay supposed to do very much ignored, I, mean, with, I mean with endgame but, you've got a very wide variety there like i mean yeah yeah like, i mean christ in multiverse of madness they wiped out reed richards a, a captain mm. marvel a captain Carter, i mean i do kill and, off a few fan doctors but then i've made it clear that i can't leave any lasting impacts on their universe or their content because yeah. that's their content if i'm you know bringing them into mine i can't really do anything 
that has new repercussions unless yeah. they want that in which case i will deliver but um with the architect um i question i obviously ask questions to dom on what i can and can't do yeah i did actually have a really meta idea where he had known he was being voice acted and he'd have a conversation with himself he would, he would have a conversation with dom through himself and he'd also know the writer was writing it for both of them to voice and it just gets yeah. endlessly more complicated until it kind of becomes its own paradox but uh, yeah. of course dom didn't want that and that's fair enough his character what he wants and um obviously um yeah uh but uh i'll do that for another character another time yeah i mean that's i mean that's normal like you get like because mm. like collaboration is like in a, in a way it's key and it's good yeah. when you can uh, like and i mean i guess how would i, mean, I put I, it like with like say with like you know obviously like I mean, I, I said it for the um connor one but collaboration is the backbone of this fan base it's the backbone of what we do uh without it we probably wouldn't have half the content that we actually have and uh I mean, yeah, mate, the wilderness, the wilderness years are an, are an example of collaboration to its finest. Because I mean, mm. back then you had not like, I won't lie, right? I know people will like throw, you know, said throw it around a bit, but like, it was uncertainty. It was or, like, I mean, I like, I didn't really know about Doctor Who because you live in Ireland, you don't really have a big, you know, fan base here that's going to tell you, oh, this show was on in May, 1989. It's come back in, you know, 2005. But yeah. it's like. When you go back and look at it, it's very interesting to see how the fans pulled everything they could together and tried to keep everything alive. And it's it's the same with like say I can think of a couple of times that, that it's happened again where you'd have 2016 where Doctor Who went off the air for a year or mm. like 2018 after Capaldi yeah. left where or even or even what is it 2019 before mm. you know before everything that happened like the fans. Mm kept it alive through what everything they were doing because they just had like there's this outpour of love that i always see exactly i I mean beautiful really at the end of the day i mean mate like like, last week or the week before when um when sadly obviously we lost david warner and bernard griffin's mate i was like i knew what if david warner's been like say tron or um, start some Star Trek stuff, and but Cribbins hit me like a wall, mate. Like I was, mm. I was just out. Like I won't lie. Sarah, Sarah Jane Adventures was the first time I've seen the Doctor on screen. The first time I've seen Dave, I saw David Tennant run through those doors and go, "Stop this wedding now!" and all that stuff. And mm. I went on from there to look more into Doctor Who. But Cribbins, that was the first time I'd seen the Daleks at all. Like in any in anything, I was. That was the first real Doctor Who thing. I remember being at my dad's and my dad's, and I was in my in his sitting room, watching on the big TV the dad the Dalek invasion of Earth, and just seeing Cribbins for me was the main guy. He was the main yeah. guy going in and get everything done, and he was you know he just had that comedic timing that I was thinking I myself. Know. It's it's a magnificent performance, a magnificent yeah. movie. It was a pleasure yeah. seeing it in cinema as well. Yeah, I mean, may I I would have loved to have seen it in cinema. Like it just it's. Yeah. It's a different level of enjoyment. And I think, you know, it's, it's, I, I do like Doctor Who and the Daleks as well, but I think Invasion of Earth just has that, like, when you in, induce that bit of Cribbins into it, Cribbins just has that way about himself. I've seen him in other films before, like, you know, that could be mm. in Black and White or Faulty Towers or anything like yeah. that, or 
or or the one he did. I, I can't remember the, the name of it, but he's on stage and he does a whole thing about mm. she said, he said, all that stuff. And I'm just oh, like, yeah, no, when, when the man yeah. was on form he was every time. I, I don't think any, like, like obviously I didn't personally know the man, but through that, you know, like, there's, there's a certain loss, you know, like, feeling of loss when you lose someone that you grew up watching. Yeah. That their character, that their performance connected with you. I think yeah, um, I that is the biggest loss since Elizabeth Sladen for me in terms oh, of mate, I, that sort I'm of I'm with you. I, was, uh, I remember in 2011 being in a sitting room and just seeing that uh, laptop thing that she passed away. And like, it, when, I, when I saw that Cribbins passed, because, you know, Connor sent me a message that morning of Russell T. Davis's message, and I just went, no. No, 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 no. But then, literally, it, it hit me because I think, in a weird way, right? I like to think of Wilf, the character of Wilf. What the, the way Cribbins did it was so well weaved into Ten's era that I don't see, I don't see Ten's era without Wilf. Because I think he's one of the I most said, important characters in, in the entirety of Doctor Who. He's the yeah. only character that I could see playing the Doctor's father figure. That's I mean, like you got, you got to think about it. Wilf, in a weird way, is one of the things that kept the Doctor and Donna connected. You know, like even, like even when Donna's not even there, when in Voyage of the Damned, when the Doctor is talking to Wilf, that's still connected to the whole Doctor Donna mm-hmm. thing. And he's, and then at the end of it all, in the end of time, when they're both together and like just enjoying each other's company, and you're, 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 you're there thinking, oh, this, this can't end. And then when it does, it's just, I, I've never that end shot. Which oh yeah in He's my mind sorry. in my mind that in my mind it's Cribbins you know kind of saluting the fan base in a way when he does that final salute to the doctor as if saying goodbye to a, an old soldier an old friend it's so it just leaves like you gotta think this is like this so is a comedy actor a singer or a comedian and he's just there giving his all to this you know and it just I mean it breaks oh, me on it, sing- it's wonderful it's a wonderful performance. A wonderful character. I I think yeah, we'll all we'll we'll all miss Bernard Cribbins. There is yeah. a Bernard Cribbins shaped hole in the universe now. Um, yeah, I think yeah. that that day, like I won't lie, as like with respect to Cribbins, the day passed when the whole fan base turned out to show their support of him and everything. I was like, I love. I I was. I that I that made me smile because that's just love, just pure mm-hmm. love. I love it when that happens. Like um, back when Elizabeth Sladen passed, um, there were so many. I believe there were so many tributes, so many comments left on the Newsground website that it actually broke the site. They couldn't yeah. handle how many tributes and uh, stories being shared uh, to, to the point in which it just broke. And yeah, it's it's truly it's. I think there's so much to it and there's so much sadness. It's, you know, yeah. It, it, it really was kind of a nation's granddad. So it's so many different generations. Yeah. Like uh, with... Uh, I mean, I mean he was in the, he was in the Wombles and... I mean, he was in the Wombles and he did the narrations for other things and it was mm. just... He always felt, in a weird way, for I think for the UK especially, he was always there, you know. He was always in the background for yeah. people, you know. Yeah. yeah, but it's, 
but you know it's 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 gonna be good to see him in the sixth dude. yeah like because i be think no matter very bittersweet yeah no matter what it'll be great to see him in that it'll be great to see david warner obviously in the sixth like, you know because obviously he was it didn't um, he was in the sixth year with eccleston I yeah because yeah. i love how eccleston just went out and stage away Oh well, I'm doing something with David Warner. Briggs is in the back having a having a hernia over there, <laughs> probably. Mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, mm, but, um, I mean, uh, honestly, I like to see them both. Yeah, yeah, I like. You know, this, I like the fact. Now, looking in hindsight, it's great that Chris said that because now we can all just be, in a way we can be like we get to say goodbye in a nice way to these two legendary actors. You know, who've just in the craft that we all want to do that you and me want to get into and work in this industry that they've mm. that they've 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 accomplished they've done what they wanted to do you know yeah and uh yeah moving on to uh one final discussion well a few final discussions really right. a discussion that i have with most creatives but uh, i just want to um, ask you more about your uh creative process and how you write how you voice act uh individually because there's a lot goes into them of course we've discussed voice acting but um you know just just your creative process in general like uh how do you deal with writer's block when it comes to writing and stuff like that and how do you because every, every writer has a different way of working a story some begin at the end and work their way back some do it, we all do it in different ways i really like hearing an insight into other people's creative processes so yeah take it away <laughs> Well, I mean, one of the weird ways I would say writing comes to me is like, it comes in a burst. Like I really do just hit the ground running with something and I just keep, I try my best to keep going until I get to the end of a script. But sometimes then I have to take a few steps back and retrace over it and think, okay, maybe this doesn't work for this, for this size of a script, maybe a 20 page or a 30 page, or maybe it has to be this, you know. And it's thinking about the, like, it's nice in a way to have guidelines, to know how, long a script has to be you know how much how many things can you fit into one episode or get done and mm. like i guess when it comes to the creative block the one thing that really helped me was last week actually when i um i took a bit of a break a break off some socials so twitter instagram well my main instagram i went on to my my personal one just because that's family and all that stuff but, yeah, yeah, yeah and and obviously like Oh, what other one? Facebook. Like I went off a couple of them just to give myself a break from the community. And like I, I popped up here and there, but I really wanted to focus on planning out everything I'm doing. And honest mm. to God, I've I've been re I've made myself more ahead of everything by just doing like I think sometimes it's good to shut yourself away because then it gives your brain time to re refresh on what you're aiming to do. And I've just come back with this more a more of a creative push to get things done you know yeah. and it and it's you know and of course working with the guys you know that just that that really does help in a way you know and it just like when they give me stuff to do to write or voice it just pushes me on and what i'd say to people is if you get into a deadlock where you feel like i don't know what i'm going to do i don't know how we can get over this it's just take time out go away from it for a while what you should do, like, I mean, sometimes what I do is I try and act out, like, I, people will say, you're talking to yourself. I go, no, I'm trying to act this scene out from two both characters to see, if, could this make comprehensive sense, you know? Because, mm. yeah. you know, at least, like, say if I was having a conversation between, I don't know, Burgundy and, like, I don't know, Monster, it's like, 
I want to make sure that conversation makes sense, not only to the story, but between the characters. And once I get that sorted, then I can just go back to the script and just be like, okay, so I can type this down, get get that ready and go. And then it's done out to the voice actors and everyone and just get through the process. And the editing then is just, you just have to think to yourself when you were writing the script, how did you feel in that moment? What do you want? What do you want this episode to feel like? And just push on and you'll get a great result out of it, you know? Yeah, and everyone's result will, yeah, and everyone's result will be different, you know? Yeah, I think it's a very healthy process to have. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've been going through burnout myself. I've been taking breaks and stuff like that. And I think, um, yeah, it does help. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it helped Connor. I mean, it definitely helped Connor. I think Connor, mm. like Connor had a great break. And then he, I think he's mentioned it before. He had the break and then he just went, oh, oh God, the schedule. <laughs> yeah, he but mentioned he it on the podcast we had the other day. But he did, from what I've heard, he did hit the ground running then. And just, mm. he, try, he, he tried his best. And, he, and he's back. He, like from what, I, from what I've heard, he's back on schedule now. So mm. happy days. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah. So uh, if there's anything else you uh, feel like discussing I mean, uh, any um, other specific stuff you want to talk about I uh, guess I guess a shout out to uh, TT Productions because uh, uh, you know just to you know just because I know I know Abby's Abby's probably one of the people watching right now I see you Abby I see you there I see you Chelsea <laughs> also on the side mm. <laughs> they're like a dynamic duo now these days it's oh like, yeah, uh, yeah yeah no. so it's you know so definitely like I mean I won't like I won't I won't beat you around the bush like Chelsea is an amazing like actor. Like the amount of like the amount of roles and diverse things she's been doing over the years has just been crazy. To go from just doing Julia Breslin for you know, curv- you know, with in the cravat stories and her own stuff to now doing like stuff like Molly. Honest to God, like I've been on the Zen like if you've been on you've been on the Zencaster, I've had the Zencaster. <laughs> like what what she's had to do for Molly was insane. The whole cast, mm. like it was like it's just a lovely system and I it's different. It's different than just recording by yourself because you're on whatever yeah, yeah. else I've, I've actually talked about play, their you know? um, process of recording it quite a few times on there. I mean I actually talked I actually brought Abby on the show uh, with Jack Reeves back in the day, back to Jack again. Uh, if you're watching this Jack, hello. Um yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, and uh, I've worked with TT Productions, I've been in the same cast and I've been in quite a few times now, and it's always a wonderful experience. Well, I, well, I uh, went in for Scarlet House, and then uh, I believe um, I, w- I was in the same cast with uh, for uh, another for Foxgrove for Venus Blint, but purely TT Productions. I was in for Scarlet Lust, and that was a lot. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was it was a new experience, a new way of doing things. And I, I I see the benefits there. I see a lot of benefits with it. it it's genuinely an amazing process, and it also gives more room for directors and uh more direction in audio i think it's it's mainly how big finish do it so i'm yeah, glad I mean, it's being I mean, kind of adapted I mean, here I, for abby's just gotten more people on to do editing and, and as well i'm just like you know because you know there's obviously on twitter like there's been a few things where abby's you know i talked about burnouts and things like that what well, you've mentioned what we've just talked about you know and trying to motivate yourself to do things mm. and honestly like it's great to be to widen it out because that's like I won't lie, I've had to do that with, with my stuff for the Arcadian universe. Like I'm a few of my buddies who want to get into editing, I've asked them to come on and just, you know, try and, you know, give me a hand doing things. Like I think they what was it? They asked like they were like, you know, oh mate, we know you're making this 
this series and what and whatnot, would could we do some of the stuff for the audios? Because we we want to edit, we want to kind of learn. Because one of them had just finished, one of them's just finished a course in you know film and editing and all that stuff. And I went, okay. And then my buddy has done another course from a few years ago. So yeah. it's great to see that Abby and them are also implicating that type of thing where it's getting a nice team and we're all doing stuff together and you know it's great to see that and i'm just i'll be it'll be, i'll be interested to see what people come out with like you know that mm-hmm. people have actually edited it because i want to see that i like seeing the different styles because for be example like, it will be amazing seeing so much talent yeah. and seeing how it comes out i mean for example i saw a video where basically I won't give it away, but there's two people who I know who basically they both got sent the same type of um, voices and uh, was different characters for things. Basically the same script, same voice actors, but it was edited in a very different way. It was, you know, and I just, when I looked at it, when I listened to it on one side and then on the other, I was like, it feels, it's weirdly, it's great to see those different styles. because It's like a director's cut and the Mm. the actual but it's you know these guys have just taken the same stuff the same assets the same elements and done it very in a different way i mean everyone has their own unique style and it's brilliant to see and i'm glad tt productions is uh working with more people it's i love seeing more creative minds in the fandom i mean it thrives on it i mean um yeah yeah we breed it it. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah um if that uh but yeah it's been lovely talking to you i think uh Yeah, it really has been lovely talking. If you have anything to plug, uh, by all means, uh, right. now's the time. I got, I got, right, I got them in my head. Let's go. Okay, so <laughs> first off, my own stuff, obviously. So SC is my YouTube tag. It's Super Circus or SC on here. Type 40 underscore cosplay on Instagram. Type 40 cos 98 on TikTok. Um, and I want to plug Overton Audios, Fracture Timeline. Uh, Dark Legends by John and Harper, uh, Scarecrow Props that's James, uh, just Chelsea Lagan, why not? Uh, TT Productions, um, Man at Desk Productions, and Lungbrower Brothers that's Jed, uh, Lungbrower Brothers. Sorry, I got that wrong. <laughs> I got that wrong. Uh, Instability Productions, which is George and all the boys. Um, then oh, come on, uh, Remnants, The Who Chaser that's Dom and. Uh, was I'm just trying to think though for where I have to stop myself, but uh, motion idea, uh, because motion has done some amazing stuff, definitely check it out on Instagram. Uh, Rory, I guess, because Rory happily invited me on here, you know. So, and uh, just yeah, that you know, that's all I got at the moment because I, I, I have nothing else, but uh, you know, well, it's all words will be in the description below. And it's been a pleasure Yay! talking to you, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, uh-huh. make sure to make sure everyone subscribes to me of course and uh <laughs> leave a like and share this video around and it really has been a pleasure talking to you and uh, same to you man same to yeah, you i suppose that's it then bye everyone bye. 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 and stop recording <laughs>